Hello, welcome to our very first podcast on Soteria Pods. Wow, I'm excited. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. We, I'm, I'm starting this whole podcast in a very interesting season. Well, there's a pandemic presently on Earth, and <laughs> and. Everyone is, um, the city is on lockdown here in Nigeria. So, but that's by the way, the word of God is what we came here to share. And today, the very first podcast that will be um, on Soteria Pods, I want to share something that is key in this season and all of that. Um, I'll be sharing about, um, I've titled this Established in Grace. Established in grace, yeah. Established in grace. Um, let's jump in. Let's say um, a prayer before we jump in. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray that clarity comes by the teaching of Your Word. That the eyes of our understanding is enlightened more. That we comprehend together with our sins what is the depth and the height and the width of Your love. That your word is revealed, that truth fills our hearts, knowledge comes, light comes, and the spirit of the words that are communicated is caught. Thank you, for there is clarity, and Jesus is glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So, I'll be sharing on established in grace. Um, I'll take the first um, passage for today. We'll take from Ephesians 4. Verse 14. Praise God. Ephesians 4, verse 14. It says, That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. They lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head even Christ, from whom the whole body, fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Praise God, in love. The purpose of this teaching is for our growth and furtherance in the faith. It is for growth. Praise God. It is for growth. Somewhere in Philippians, Philippians 1 or so, um, it says that, um, Paul said that, I, I would that I abide for the furtherance of your, um, for your furtherance and, and, and joy in the faith. So yes, for furtherance and joy in the faith. So, growth is something that is very important with God. Growth is very important with God. Um, not just, um, I'm not talking of growth as in physical growth, like um, grow, become, um, grow up tree, become a man and all that. No, I'm, I'm talking about growth in terms of spirit, spiritual growth. Remember um, in Peter, he says that like newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may hereby grow. So from the onset when man gets born again, one of the most important things to God is to see that the man grows. 
So the aim of this teaching, in short, the aim of Soteria Podcast is that we grow. Is that we grow. And that and the and the tool or the or, or, or the feed with which um we grow or the material for growth is the word of god is the word of god praise god and then there's something else i would like to straighten out before we go on second timothy 2 verse 15 second timothy 2 verse 15 second timothy 2 verse 15 very popular we quote it a lot it says study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needed not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth now note rightly dividing so that means there is a right division of the word and a wrong division of the word so if there is a right way to do something and a wrong way to do something doing it the right way will produce right results doing it the wrong way will produce wrong results that means the right division of the word will produce something what is it called faith when the word of God is rightly divided, it will produce faith in the in the heart of the hearer. It will not just produce faith, but it will produce faith and growth. Faith and growth. Remember I said that the, the material for growth is the word of God. So if the word is not rightfully divided, it will not produce that growth that I talked about. Why? Because it will not produce faith. Now, when the word of God is wrongly divided, it will end up producing fear in the heart of the hearer and retarded growth. So instead of us having growth, we'll have retardation happening in the believer's life. Why? Because the believer is choked with fear. Now we are supposed to be full of faith, abounding, <laughs> growing. That is how the believer should be, full of faith. That comes by proper division of the word, proper division, proper delineation of, because the Bible does not just have only the word of God, even though generally we say the Bible is the word of God, but when properly divided, you discover that God speaks in the Bible, men speak in the Bible, the devil also spoke in the Bible. I'm not saying that the word, the Bible is the book, as in is the word of the devil. No, but I'm saying within when you, we start doing proper division of the word, who is saying, who is talking at this point, you would see the devil speaking and God also speaking and man also speaking. So it is necessary. Let's take the word of the devil that it is the word of God because we have said that everything in the Bible is the word of God then you go and carry it that's wrongly dividing at that point in time you are going to walk in error you are going to bet fear and bet retardation possibly death so there needs to be right division of the word get me right division of the word this is what will produce faith in the heart of the hearer and growth and interestingly it's sad that we have a large number of churches. I don't want to say most of the churches, but I know there are plenty of churches that that don't really divide properly. That misrepresents God when they teach. They take quotes that men have said in the Bible and attribute it to God. And that's not true. That is wrong. 
but that is by the way that is not the focus of our teaching today um let's open up to second <coughs> second peter one let's go on second peter one verse 12 second peter one verse 12 um it is important that that we know where we stand because as it is we don't need a susi or anybody um, the coming of the Lord Jesus draws near, and then the things that He said that we will see when He will soon appear, is they are already manifesting here and there. We are even in the middle of one of the COVID-19 pandemic. But you might be carried away if you are not taught properly, if you are not established in the right ground, in the right teachings and doctrines. You might get carried away because of the should i say the 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 anxiety or the effect of the present circumstances prevailing so it is necessary that we we turn off every everything around us and then sit down and really question that where am i what what do i stand where do i stand in what are my convictions where where and where am i drawing these convictions from these are some of the things that um that's why i'm doing this teaching i want that will be established in grace that's just the summary i want that will be established in grace so let's go second peter chapter one verse 12 peter writing says this wherefore i will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things though you know them and be established in the present truth Take note of that. Be established in the present truth. So let's keep it there. Present truth. We have one word. Present truth. Okay. We are going to still look at that. In the present truth. That you be established in what? In the present truth. What is the present truth? We'll still look at that. So, yeah, I think it means as long as I am in this tabernacle, stir, up, stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Knowing that shortly I must put off my tabernacle, that means he will die. Even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed him. So, moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my death, my disease, that's what he wrote, disease, that's after his death, to have these things always in remembrance. So, you see, we are supposed to always have it in remembrance. It says, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables. Fables. <laughs> In Nigeria, there's one it's called, we say fabu. Fabu. That's fables. Cunningly devised fables. <clears throat> when we made known unto you the power. Note that. When we made known to you what? The power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we are eyewitnesses of his majesty. Note the power of the Lord Jesus Christ is the gospel of Jesus. Praise God. <laughs> the gospel of Jesus is the power of God unto salvation. Yes. So he made known unto when we made known unto you the gospel that you can just oppose, you, you can substitute power therefore made known to you the gospel and the coming of Jesus Christ. So you see there is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and there is the message of the coming of Jesus Christ, and they are all true. And this is the message that we preach. Praise God. 
but we are eyewitnesses of his majesty i'm continuing verse 17 he says for he received from god the father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory this my this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased that's that verse there is from matthew 17 verse 5 he says in matthew 17 verse 5 let's let's look at that matthew 17 verse 5 Let's read from verse 1, then we'll get it. And after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and his brother, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as light. As light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright light overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud said, which said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The part I'm really interested in is this part. He says, Hear ye him. Hear ye him. So we have <laughs> God is telling us here. He's tell, um, spoke out and said, Hear ye him. And then um, Peter was making reference to this time when he said that. He said, He received from God the Father honor and glory when there came a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Remember what we just read? The completing part of that was, Hear ye him. It is not, God is not just saying, Peter didn't say that part, but I'm saying this that it's not just about, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. There's something else to it. He listened to Jesus, listening to him. And the interesting thing is that Jesus did not just speak when he walked with his disciples jesus still speaks till today remember what we saw in um in in second peter 1 verse 12 to this thing when he says that let's um go back to verse 12 he says that be established in the present truth so hear ye him jesus has not <laughs> jesus has not finished speaking he still speaks he says that god in sundry times has spoken hebrews hebrews coming hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 he says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet, had in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed here of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, I could go on and on reading all of that, but all I'm saying is this, that in these last days, spoken unto us by his son. See, in the former times, he spoke through the fact, um, he, he, he spoke by the prophets. 
we spoke by the prophet Moses, the prophet, diverse manners, shadows, types, everything. He kept speaking those times. But when Jesus showed up, when Jesus showed up on that mountain that day, he said that, hear ye him. Which means, I know you've been hearing, and the interesting thing was that the prophet and the, the law and the prophets all spoke about Jesus. If you study properly, they weren't saying anything else. They were all talking about Jesus. It wasn't about motivation, about um, overcoming. You see the story of Samson, the story of um, Hosea, the story of David. Everybody, every story in the Bible points to Jesus. Points to Jesus. It's the message, the gospel of Jesus that was preached throughout scriptures. From Genesis to Malachi, it was the gospel of Jesus that was preached. There. So, but... Those scriptures spoke about him and then Jesus showed up on earth. And God was like, this is it. Listen to him. Listen to Jesus. Hear ye him. So, today that's just what I'm, I've come to say to you. That your faith will not stand in any man's words or in anything. Not even in the prophet's hand, But in the words of Jesus Christ. But we know that the, the law and the prophets all still point towards Jesus. But then I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, that our faith will be established in the present truth. What is the present truth? Jesus, the message of Jesus Christ. The message of Jesus Christ. That is our present truth. That's why it says in verse 16, 2 Peter 1, 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and that is the gospel, there was no systematic preaching of the God. No, no, no. They did not use wisdom of men. No. The wisdom of God is Christ's death and resurrection. See, that is the wisdom of God expressed. Don't try to quote it. Don't try to bring it in a different style. Stay straight to the message. The message, the power of the gospel is not... Um, Come to Jesus and you will have cars. No. Does Jesus give, um, does God bless materially? Yes. But that is not the gospel that we have been sent. That is not the good news unto salvation. The good news unto salvation is that our sins are paid for by who? Jesus Christ. He came, he lived, he died, he rose. And now you can bank in what he has done by faith believing in what he has done see this is the gospel so we don't use systematic and we are straight about what the gospel is we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our lord jesus christ but we are eyewitnesses of his majesty For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Remember what I said in John that um, that verse had, hear ye him. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rising in your hearts knowing this 
first that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of god spake as they were moved by the holy ghost so even in these times when we have different kind of theories coming up we have different kind of theories we have 5g issue here we have end time mark of the beast this this the see jesus spoke about the last days we can bank in on that you can take that you, you it is a sure word of prophecy what jesus said concerning the end, end time is sure there's no um there's no no shadow there's no non-clarity it is clear what jesus said about it we can stay with that we can stay with what jesus said then you had the apostles reiterate it you had paul reiterate it you had um peter say it again you had james talk about it so we have a sure word we have a <laughs> ah, we have a sure word. I don't know how to put it, but it is if 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 we could just stay disciplined and stay with with, with the words of Jesus, it will stir up faith in our hearts and not fear. If we will stay with the word of God and not follow after every prophet, every man of God, every this okay, what what this man of God say will happen? Hey, what did this man of God say will happen? Hey, what this prophet say will happen? What this bishop say will happen? What this pastor say will happen? No. That is not it. That is not the voice of grace. That is not the voice of Jesus. Have you sat down and studied what Jesus said? People are so consumed listening to what prophets and everyone is saying that they are not listening to what Jesus is saying. And at least we know this one. Jesus said it. We can bank in on this one. You have not even understood that one. Then you want to start digging into things that will get you um, confused. And at the end of the day, all it bets in you is fear and unbelief. And then you start questioning that does God still heal? Why are people dying? And you start asking silly questions as though the, the, the faith is, 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 is biscuit and sweet. But if you had stayed with the word of God, you wouldn't ask those kind of questions. If you had stayed with the teachings of Jesus and not staying in confusion, he says, this is my son with whom I am hearing him. He came and he revealed expressly. He says, we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. I hope you know that scripture in John 1 14. He's not talking about grace and truth as two independent things. No, the and that was used here is Kai. It means, it's just as if I'm saying, I am Henry, um, the son of, I am Henry and the son of Ayam. So, I am, it is still me, oh Henry, who is the son of Ayam. That's what that scripture was saying. So when it says that Jesus will be held his glory full of grace, which is truth. Here you get. So, you see that verse where we said, um, Established in this present truth, it means established in grace. Because the grace of God is Jesus Christ. The truth of God is Jesus Christ. So you see, grace which is truth. So the Jesus is our focus. When we want to know what happens in the end time, we listen to Jesus. He has already told us nations will write peril. This will come, pestilence will come. 
So he had already told us that COVID-19 will come. So we are not supposed to walk in fear. Not that um, we are not overwhelmed by things happening or we are not touched or this thing. But no, we know the word of God will answer this, the, the challenges and the pressures coming from this, this time with the word of God. That means we'll back out and then we'll take the word. We'll take what did Jesus say? But what did he say will happen? What did he say we should do in these times? That is how we get established in the truth. That is how we stay established in grace. By looking at the word of grace. Looking at it, we keep our eyes fasting on it. We say, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That is how we, we edge out fear out of our hearts. And we abound and faith abounds in our hearts. Not by tuning into everything, listening to every, waiting for a man of God to give prophecy. We have a sure word of prophecy. Second Peter 1.19 We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well to take heed. It will help you if you attend to it, if you listen to it. It will not just only help you, but it will also help you to shine. To shine in your community. Then you can possibly tell them in your community, be of good cheer. Like Paul was in the ship, he says that, I, I tell you there shall be no loss of life in this ship. Why? Because he had a word from God. In the midst of all these perils and pestilence and everything happening, all we are meant to do is go back to the word. What does the word say? Then we establish. This is how we are the salt of the earth. It is not by mounting and shouting up and down. It is by going back to the word and staying with the word. And then speaking the word to circumstances. Even in the face of uttermost defeat, we still keep saying what the word says, holding on to the profession of our faith. Holding on to the profession of our faith. That is what Christians do. That is what believers do. That is what we've been called to do. So you see, the teaching of Christ is the ground of grace. The teaching of Christ is the present truth. For now and in the future, whenever it is. You see, when the influenza hit the world, it was the present, this truth was the present truth. That's why... And Peter said, I will not cease to put in remembrance. So we keep putting ourselves in remembrance. In Hebrews 13 verse 9. Let's go there. Hebrews 13 verse 9. It says that, Be not carried away about, carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. For it is good, it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. That means be established in the present truth. Be established in, G- in the message of Jesus Christ. Be established in the gospel and the coming. Not with meats. The meats there stands for rituals, activities, things that we do. Thinking that by those things we will get salvation. Which have not profited them that have been occupied with daring. That's what it says. In verse 10 it says, We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle for the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are born without the camp now you can see what i'm saying that it was activities it was activities as in with due apology i tell you okay what happens if you believe that because you wash the church you do this you do that because you serve the brethren that is why evil will not befall you now there is no venue to attend we are all back at home there is no place to wash. There is no brethren to minister to, per se, in ushering or whichever. And we believe this is why God blesses us. So what happens now that there is no avenue for the blessing? 
our faith must stand solely in the word of God. It must stand so not in activities, not in the things we do for God, but in the grace of God. The unmerited goodness of God, his kindness to us, his mercy towards us. Our faith must stand in this. We must be established in this truth. That it is not what I do that has caused the Lord to make me abound in plenty. It is not what I do that has caused the Lord to deliver me from this pestilence or from destruction. But it is the grace of God. It is what Jesus has done in his death, burial, and resurrection. Even as we celebrate Easter this season, we must bring to heart that this is what we have. All we have, it is by grace. We have nothing by works. We have everything by grace. Glory to God. We have everything by grace. So, we are established in the grace of God and not in philosophies of men, not in doctrine, not in meat, not in activities in church. We are established in truth. You see? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 1. I will soon be rounding up. I hope this is blessing you. I'm just sharing from my heart. First Corinthians 1, verse 1. It says, Paul called to be an, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. Come. Okay, let's read on. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified. There's a scripture that I want to get. Um, okay. Let's see. First Corinthians 2. I think it's first, first Corinthians 2. That should be the scripture in my mind. Yes, yes, that's it. 1 Corinthians 2. He says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Listen to that. He did not come with excellency of speech or of wisdom. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God see faith should not stand in man's wisdom see a believer's faith must not stand must must not stand in the experience of any other man see your faith must stand in the word of God see don't base your faith don't draw faith from the experience of any man whether that person not even the Pope not a bishop not a pastor nobody because their experience might go wrong their experience might not be right it might be contrary to the word of god because sometimes it's not always that a man of god walks in faith let me put it that way i don't know how to put it there are times that he might have a leading in his heart by the holy ghost to do this but he goes contrary to that at that point in time he might encounter an experience that is contrary to the word of God. And if your faith is based on, as in if you believe something happened to your man of God, that's, that, so, uh, since you built your world around that man of God, you, what happens to you is that you, there's a deposit of fear now in your heart that if this could happen to my man of God, 
it can happen to me. That is how dangerous it is to establish your faith in a man's experience. No, we celebrate the good experiences that that we have, the testimonies that are birthed by the um, acts of faith. But we must not use those as the judgment of, as in to feed our faith. We must feed our faith with the word of God. The word of God must be the judgment of us. Because if the word says that, if by the word you are believing from the word of God, that you will be healed in your body. And then your man of God falls sick and doesn't get healed. God forbid, goes home to God. If you have always drawn faith from the experience of your man of God, you too will start believing that you will soon go home. While as there is, there is provision for healing for you in the world. That is how dangerous it is to set your faith in man. So, our faith should not stand in man's wisdom. But in the power of God. Remember I told you the power of God is the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, how be it will speak a wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, not of the princes of this world, but that, that come not to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them. But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. He has revealed them by his spirit. Remember what, what we read in Second Peter. He says that um, holy men moved by the spirit wrote these scriptures. Here you get. It is not until you have visions and dreams and or someone comes to tell you that he had eight years, um, he was in eight years trance or um, 200 years trance. No, that is not it. We have the sure word of prophecy. See, this word of God, the book, the Bible is by the is inspired by the spirit of god is inspired by the spirit of god verse 10 says but god had revealed them unto us by what his spirit eh? the epistles they are revelation of gen uh, of, of of the word the epistles they are revelation of the word so we have it revealed by the spirit of god we have it revealed yes that is what i'm saying stay with your bible <laughs> stay with your bible be established in the teachings you know the apostles did not teach anything except what they heard from the father paul said that which the, um, the, uh, which was received by eyewitnesses peter talked about it they, they were eyewitnesses you see john was an eyewitness james all of them they were eyewitnesses except for paul who necessarily wasn't among the twelve but then he still stayed under um, this thing and then he was the apostle unto the gentiles so was peter also but these guys did not teach any other thing they did not teach us 5g did not teach us any other thing except what jesus had taught and passed on to them so we stay with what jesus has taught it is enough for me christ is enough for me solos christos <laughs> christ alone christ alone christ alone is our message Christ alone. He says that in verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That thing says, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 
Can you see that? It is spiritual that we compare with spiritual. Wow, we could go on and on. I could go on and on teaching this. But but let me just let's just <laughs> let's zoom in. Let's go. Let me try and round this up with Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. We'll read through into chapter 3. Colossians chapter 2. It says, For I would that you know what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse 4, and this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words, before anybody will come and sweep you away, toss you to and fro. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joining and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Steadfast, unmovable. That's why I'm telling teaching you this morning how to stay steadfast in the word of God. Not move, not um, this pestilence comes and then on one teaching comes, you are you are moved, shifted. No. That you stay steady. That is what I'm teaching this morning. Verse 6, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. Did you see that? We have heard three things today. Established in present truth established in grace now we are hearing this established in faith they all mean the same thing they all mean the same thing established in jesus that is what it is as he have been taught abounding daring with thanksgiving verse 8 beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after christ for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made with our hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him, through the faith of the operation of God, who had raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, had it quickened. Quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to, the, to his cross. And having spoiled, oh, glory to God. Man, you know it's Easter. <laughs> having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. In what? In his death, burial, and resurrection. Glory to God. Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or in drink, or in respect of an holy day, or the new moon, or the Sabbath day, which are a shadow of things to come. But the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility, worshipping of angels, intruding into things which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding the head the head which is jesus from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knits together increased with the increase of god wherefore if you be dead with christ from the rudiments of the world why as though living in the world are you subject to ordinance 
touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using, after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a shadow of wisdom in we worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Chapter 3 verse 1 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. We are from above. He said, he that is from above is above all. Seek those things which are above. Be concerned. Be concerned with those things which are above. What is from above? It is the word. It is the word that is from above. Set your affection on things. That's verse 2. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. You see, reckon ourselves dead. He says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also Appear with him in glory. In verse 5, he tells us, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. You are not living in them now. Come to this reality. This is the reality of the believer. But now you also put off all this anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deed. He didn't say that you will put off. He says you have put him, put him off. When these things start becoming a reality, then we'll conform to it. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. Renewed in knowledge. Renewed in knowledge. After the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor circumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free. But Christ is all and in all. But put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. See, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Even in this season of pandemic, we must bring these fruits to bear. For bearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man's man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. In this season, most especially, in short, in all season, we are, we are to minister forgiveness because we have been forgiven much. Glory to God. Glory to God. And above all these things, put on charity, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. Interestingly, um, John 5, 5 says that, um, hope make it not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. Praise God. So we should manifest charity. You see the put there, put on his... Is in italics which means there's um, it's questionable i believe what it is saying is manifest the love that is in our hearts which is the bond of perfectness 15 says and let the peace of god rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be thankful let the word of christ let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the lord and whatsoever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the lord jesus christ giving thanks to god and to the father by him glory to god glory to god glory to god i've come to the end of my broadcast <laughs> i've come to the end wow and <laughs> um, we could go on and on we could go on and on on this but i want you to be established in the grace of god in the present truth in the faith be established let your faith stand in the word of god the word of jesus is a sure word of prophecy stop being swayed up and down stop behaving like a flag everywhere the wind blows that's where the any direction the wind is blowing that's where the flag flows flies don't be like that be established in the word of god stand in the word of god stay in the word of god 
be established in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Don't try to don't, don't go mystical. Don't try to be mysterious. Stay. Stay in the simplicity of the gospel. See, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God. It is the power of God unto salvation. It has the power to deliver, to keep, and strengthen. See, this is what gives us strength. This is what fills our heart with faith, even in this time of pandemic. Then we can go out and shine our light. Then we can truly be salt. We bring hope to a dying world. We bring hope to a dying world. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. So, I hope this meets you in good. I hope this strength that you've been strengthened and you've been blessed by the teachings. Well, this is our first podcast. From time to time, I'll always put up one. So you could always check back. I pray that the God of all grace will fill our hearts with his peace even in this season and strength and we thank god for healing for the wave of healing supernatural healing that is flowing across the nations of the world healing all that are infected and strengthening all that are that have lost families in this season and we pray for all our health workers and everyone and the researchers working on finding a cure to the covid 19 that the lord will help them that wisdom will come for them and strength and that they will be preserved. We thank God for the drop in infection rates. We thank God that it's going to, it's not just going to drop, but it's going to stop in the name of Jesus. And then testimonies will abound in cities and everywhere in the name of Jesus. So I leave you with this. God loves you. And in case you tuned into this podcast and you're not born again, I would like to tell you that God loves you exceedingly. That's why he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sin, for your sin, not just your sin, the sin of the whole world. But how do you do this? Do you, you have to believe in your heart. You have to believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. That is how it happens. Yes, it sounds very easy. Believe in my heart, confess. Yes, if God doesn't want you to go and clean yourself up. He wants to clean you up. So for you to do that, you have to receive the gift of 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 eternal life that he has given in his son when he came so do you believe in jesus do you believe that jesus is the son of god do you believe that he came he died for the sin of the whole world on the cross and do you believe that after three days he resurrected and now he's seated at the right hand of the father see if you believe this in your heart you can say it with your mouth you can say it with your mouth that i believe it i believe it i believe it if you believe this you've received salvation if you've believed and said it if you've affirmed, you've professed this, you are born again. You are born again. You can reach out to me. You can chat me up privately or anything, and I'll be able to help you out. I, I'm not saying I will make salvation work in you. You believing have already bred the salvation. We'll just fellowship, and then we'll all grow together. Glory to God. Jesus is glorified. Blessings. Thank you very much for listening. Love you. Goodbye.